Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the back. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. This is Punishment Martinez from Ring of Honor. You're listening to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. We're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, where twice weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And, of course, every episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Ah, in stereo. Good times, good times. And, Deuce, ever since you and I were in diapers, we... Our first love was professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. We love wrestling back in the day. I mean, I'm, I've always told the story about when I was a kid watching the Saturday night main event uh, with my dad on Saturdays because that's the only time he had this day off and Tuesday Night Titans and all those awesome shows and uh, just falling in love with the show and been watching it. I watch about 14 hours of wrestling a week. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course uh, – you and you fell in love with Ring of Honor, uh, and I want you to tell uh, the folks listening at home uh, that story because we have a special guest with us tonight. Well, let's introduce our yes. guest first, and I can tell him because I think he's going to like this story too. And he is fighting live tonight at the Ford Community Arts Center in Dearborn, Michigan for War of the Worlds ROH. It's ROH's own Punishment Martinez. How are you doing this evening, sir? Doing great, guys. How you doing? We're doing awesome, and like Johnny was trying to say, I I known about Ring of Honor, but then when I went live in Lakeland to the Lakeland uh, Supercard of Honor, Supercard of Honor at the Lakeland Center, I am now a fan for life and a rabid fan at that. I'm watching the show every week. I'm buying the merch. I'm totally marking out for you guys all the time. Nice, nice. And your match was one of the highlights of the night, man. You had such. A phenomenal match at Supercard Honor. Yeah, with Frankie Kazarian. I mean, that was that must have been an awesome experience being in front of thirty five hundred people. What was that like? Yeah, man, it was awesome. I mean, being in the ring with Frankie just uh, makes it an easy day at the office. But uh, yeah, it's quite the experience. I mean, that was Ring of Honor's biggest show ever. So to be a part of it was an honor in itself. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. Because there was so much going on that week, and so many people everywhere, and just running into you know everybody and anybody so to be a part of that whole weekend was awesome you know well it was funny it was wrestlemania weekend and and i'll just go ahead and mark out for you i was more excited for supercard honor than i was for wrestlemania and it was in our own backyard here in orlando florida so i mean that was the show i was excited about and the one that i marked out to the hardest just because i love ring of honor because it's intimate it's closer it's a tight-knit group of folks that just love wrestling and it's cool because you look to the guy to your left and you look to the guy to your right and they all love the product and they're all fans and it's just i hate to use this analogy but it's almost like going to church man like it's like you all kind of believe in the same religion you know what i'm saying like you all kind of are all about the product and it hands down the best and i've been to wwe shows i've been to tna shows hands down the best show i've ever been to in my life Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, the locker room, the guys there, it really is like that, where everybody puts the product at first. Um, everybody helps each other out, giving each other advice, you know, watching each other's matches. You know, there's a lot of camaraderie that you don't see in many locker rooms, you know. Because in other places, you know, most guys want to, you know, get ahead and earn a spot. But here, everybody's just trying to make the product better, you know, as a whole, which makes everybody work the same pretty much. And... If that's the case, I mean, everybody's going to prosper, you know? Yeah, and I love the story. I read an interview with you today 
where you talked about AJ Styles coming up to you and telling you about your match and how you had a great match, and you're like, he didn't have to tell me nothing. Like, you know, he was already a superstar, but he came to me and talked to me and how amazing that was. And that's got to be a killer feeling in the locker room where you got these guys that are, you know, superstars, and you're all working together because you're all – you're all fighting the same war, and you're all on the same team. You know, people aren't fighting for spots; they're fighting for the team win, not the personal win. Right, exactly. Nobody, nobody's there to rag on anybody. Yeah, I mean, that was so cool because I didn't know a lot of guys at the time, and I came through the curtain. I sat on one side of the locker room; he was on the other side. You know, and I'm sitting in a chair, my head down, and he just walked across, and he was like, "Hey, man, uh, sorry to bother you. I just want to let you know I thought you looked awesome." And then walked away, and it was so cool. I had to, like, chase him down to, like, thank him because uh, I was confused for a second. And I was like, did that just happen? So then I ran. I was like, man, that was so awesome. Thanks a lot. That means a lot to me, you know. And he didn't have to do that. And it was guys like that, uh, like, I, like I said in that interview that you read, I mean, but he's not the only one. You know, the Briscoes, Cole, Lethal, they've all done similar stuff. Christopher Daniels, you know, the whole locker room is very helpful. Well, I think it's interesting too because, like, I've I've been I actually uh, I've been watching Ring of Honor pretty much since inception, and I remember just seeing where Ring of Honor has gone to the the fiftieth fifteenth anniversary show uh, in Las Vegas, and this you I mean I remember seeing Twitter explode with with you because it was like everyone's watching that match, and the, the for those that didn't see it, uh, it's the fifteenth anniversary show. There was the, I guess it was called the six man mayhem match for the number one contender for the television title. And you were – I mean, it was some great competition. Chris Sabin, you had Cheeseburger, you had uh, Frankie Kazarian, you had Hangman Page. I mean, it was a really great set of guys in the ring. And uh, you were doing stuff that I've never seen big men do. I mean, I mean, for those that haven't seen you, how tall are you? I'm about 6'6". Six, six. That I mean, dude, I mean, you're, you're, you are a tall drink of water. And you're – I mean, you're, you're built and you're very – you're chiseled and all that. You're like a big brawler-looking guy, but you could fly like a lucha libre, lucha, you know, luchador. It's crazy, like. Man, you guys weren't the only one surprised. I was surprised myself. Uh, what, especially the big dive that I did before I did it. Right before, I was contemplating my decisions, <laughs> and uh, I, it was the scariest moment up until I was in the air. Once I was in the air, I was fine. But the lead, the lead up to that, while I was standing in the ring before I started taking off. I was like, this is such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think oh, anybody with half a brain would think that. But, I mean, that shows what you guys do to go the extra mile to put on an amazing product, what you do. Because, I mean, talking about that match right there, that match alone could have main evented a pay-per-view. But that was like a mid-card match. I mean, you guys have such stacked talent on Ring of Honor. It's it's ludicrous. Well, that's what we were saying was like every every pay-per-view is it, it is like the A games. I mean, it is stacked from top to bottom. Every time you go watch a Ring of Honor uh, a pay-per-view event or go see them live, it's like you it's just a stacked card. There is yeah. just the best in the world competing day in and day out. And that's what's And there's so no many. fluff. There's no filler matches like prime example, oh. you're fighting tonight in Dearborn, Michigan. But also Friday night, live on pay-per-view, it's going to be the War of the Worlds. And, like, I was looking at the card because we're having a watch party for the Happy Hour Johnny Deuce fans. And we're looking at it, and we're like, man, this card is stacked from top to bottom. It's good match after better match after even better match after how can you even top that? This match looks even more phenomenal. Like, yeah. there's there's no filler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but, but that's – that's always been Ring of Honor's model, you know, the best wrestling on the planet, right? But it's also, I think, an unspoken model is the future of wrestling as well. I mean, that's where all the guys that are pretty much are going to lead the next generation into the future of professional wrestling are all run through Ring of Honor. And, and it's been like that for a long time, if you really think about it. Uh, but, yeah, there's no... And that comes with everybody trying to make their product better, that there's no real, you know, every match is wrestled where, hey... We want to give the best performance that we can. And that's just the attitude. But everybody's helping each other, so it's not cutthroat, which is awesome. Well, and I think that that was the amazing thing that kind of knocked my socks off when I went to Ring of Honor and made me fall in love with the product because it was an all-day event. We had the Fan Fest where all you guys were out and signing autographs and taking pictures and doing Q&As. But when the matches started, everything from the Women of Honor matches to the pre-show matches, I think they were taping for TV, like – there wasn't a, a lull at all, and it's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. 
each match got better and better. And at certain point, I was like, at some point, you're not going to be able to top this. Like, at some point, you're going to hit, like, a, a, a ceiling. But every time you'd hit that ceiling, you just broke through it, and somebody else did something amazing. And it just, like I said, I marked out hard for you guys that night. That was one of the best nights I've had in my life, the best hands-down live show I've ever seen. It was phenomenal, man. Yeah, it was really good. And the reason why we're able to do that, where you're saying, like, you know, how are we going to top that? How are we going to top that? It's because as, as much effort that everybody puts into it, everybody's different. So you're not going to see the exact same person or the exact same moves, even if it's a similar move, but it's done differently by another person because everybody has their own style and their own twist of things. So every match is its own entity, you know, to a certain degree where it's going to be a show stealer. And that's, like I said, that's like the group effort goal. Well, let me ask you, uh, you have this amazing, like, I guess the technical term would be sit down choke slam. Where did you like come up with something like that? I know the choke slam's been around for a while, but like the way, the way you, you pull hit it off it, is completely it, like, different. Like I feel it in my gut when you from my <laughs> seat when I'm sitting down when you do that move, like it's like so powerful. Like what wh what's your take on that? Yeah, the South of Heaven choke slam. So I was training one day. This is about 2004, maybe, and. Uh, I was going over with my coaches about a finishing move, and they were like, well, you're a big guy. I mean, try a choke slam." And, you know, I was always a big fan of big guys, too, like Undertaker and whatnot, and they did choke slams, And I thought that was cool, but I always felt like that was like a, a lead-in move, like a signature move, but not a finisher. And I tried one, and it came out a little sideways, and just the way the person landed, I was like, huh, let me try something else. And I did the sit-out one day, and everybody was like, that's it, because it was different. Nobody had done it. And I was like, well, I'll be kind of cool that I have my own move and I want to name it. So I named it the South of Heaven. So if anybody else uses it, they got to call it the South of Heaven Choke Slam because that's the move. It's not just a choke slam, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, that's got to be cool being able to come up with a move that's brand new and naming it. That's got to be that's got to be pretty high up there on the bucket list as a wrestler of things to do. Right, right. Because I mean. And that goes with, like I was saying before, where guys putting their own twist on things. And it's not necessarily reinventing the wheel. It's just redirecting it almost. Um, and that's all I did. I just took a move that a lot of guys use, and I just put my own twist to it. Um, but that's the name of the game today. Well, I wanted to ask you, because you, you brought up earlier about the the flip that you were gonna that you did in the 15th anniversary show. Now, I'm a, I am a huge moves guy. Like, I, I've always had, like, passion for, you know, technical wrestling and knowing the different names of moves and all that. Technically, for those at home that, that have not seen the pay-per-view, you did a springboard tope cone helo, uh, you know, with the somersault, uh, and it looked you look just like someone that is in the Lucha Libre. Like, have you studied Lucha Libre before? Or is this just kind of like, I was, you You said earlier, you weren't sure how you were going to feel after doing it. Like, have you practiced it before? Is this something that you've watched growing up, a lot of Lucha Libre? Because you nailed that, man. I, that was perfect. That was the first time I did it in a match. Uh, the night before, uh, I was at my home base, the Monster Factory, where I coach, and we have a crash pad. I just tried it once, and I was like, I think I could do it. And the next day, I just, same thing. I think I could do it. <laughs> and I just did it. Yeah, that wasn't something I had been doing for a very long time. I just tried it out the night before. I thought I could do it. And I figured, sink or swim, you know, on pay-per-view. That was my first pay-per-view. So I was like, got to do something special. Let's try it, you know. With that being your first pay-per-view, that had to be a huge mixture of just like, be it super excited, but also like a big bag of nerves being that it's like your first ever pay-per-view like that had to be excitement of exciting and jubilation, but also like completely nerve wracking anxiety at the same time. Yeah, I was pumped. Uh, you know, it, it was a long road getting there. And uh, so I was definitely I was, of course, the nerves were there, but I was more excited. And uh, I think the nerves hit like before certain moments like that like before i did that dive the nerves were all up in me and i was like uh-oh <laughs> you know but once i you know once you're in the motion you're just in the moment and then the, the nerves go away and then it's just adrenaline and excitement well that and then also being cheered on by all those fans and i, I mean you must have felt that definitely in supercard honor because what they say the total head count was 3,500 yeah. yeah like the biggest crowd roh has ever had and having that many fans screaming and singing for you and everything else had to have been like complete and utter that'd just be bonkers yeah no uh, it was fantastic like the whole experience 
you know, and being in that moment in that arena, uh, that day in front of that crowd, it was just, it was like a perfect setting, you know, like I couldn't ask for any, for it to work out any better. Um, so yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I, I, there's no really other word to describe it. And speaking of awesome, what's going to be awesome is tonight your match in Dearborn, Michigan, and who is he fighting against? He is, he is facing the IWGP Intercontinental Champion Tetsuya Naito. Na- Naito, I think that's the Japanese pronunciation. Uh, and it's a non-title match, but it's a grudge match because you you've actually been over in Japan. Yeah, yeah, we teamed together. I teamed with uh, Los Ingobernables, and uh, he kind of gave me a gesture where he wanted me to join, and because I did not, he gave me another gesture with the middle finger. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go at it tonight. Uh, It'll be what it's supposed to be, you know. It's a grudge match, and uh, he's a big star. This is the biggest match of my career, hands down. So, and uh, being with the role that I've been on and the pay-per-view numbers and the views and the attention I've been getting, uh, I'm looking to top all that, you know. So, and that's obviously, you know, the mind frame, the mindset that I always go into things, but... With this being as big of a match as it is, with the momentum I got going, I'm looking to, uh, you know, just up my game, so to speak, tonight. Yeah, because, uh, you know, you look at the way New Japan Pro Wrestling, like you guys, you and Ring of Honor have a really nice relationship. Uh, and I even uh, with the CMLL uh, as well. So, like, it was awesome to see that at Supercar of Honor having, like, just the influx of people from the Lucha Libre and the Japan and all that and the different styles, how they how they mix together. And then you have, like, people like Will Ospreay who can just be in any type of match whatsoever, and he's doing all of his crazy moonsaults and shooting star presses. And then you, it's just cool to be able to ha- have, like, this awesome relationship, you know, with all those companies. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, and... There's, I mean, that's them cash, you know, proving their model right, the best person on the planet. And you're, and it's not just because we just stick to what we do here. Uh, it's now become worldwide. So that, so the partnerships that Ring of Honor has formed with Mexico and Japan uh, shows that it's like we're welcoming in the, the world's greatest, but we're also showing off that we're good wherever we compete um, and with whoever we compete. Um, and that's why the, having all these dream matches and, you know, matches back and forth with the American guys, the Japanese guys, the Mexican guys, it just shows that we can go with anybody and perform at a high level with anybody with any style. Well, and I think that that's what I'm starting to fall in love with with Ring of Honor is how you guys work with New Japan Pro Wrestling and you work with CMLL. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Like all these yep. other different wrestling organizations that prior I had no I had no knowledge of, but now through you guys, you guys are kind of like the the uh, the, the the bridge, gateway. the yeah. gateway, and the bridge to these new organizations. So I'm like, oh wow, this new Japan's really cool, and oh Kenny Omega, who's this guy? Like, you know, I'm learning about new wrestlers and new talent. That's really just kind of it, it's kind of blowing my brain hole, if you will. Like, and it's leading me to all these new little YouTube rabbit holes, which I'm sure the people at work really appreciate that I keep going down. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, you kind of go down these rabbit holes where you're like, wow, I haven't seen this match or like, this is somebody completely new. And I think Ring of Honor, by having these working relationships with all these companies, I just think it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, of course. And at the end of the day, all this doing is helping the, the business as a whole. Um, and creating more opportunities for the boys. There's just more places to work, and the more recognition other places gain, it's just better for all of us all around, you know? And it's like I said, it's it's just good business for the business that we love and that we're trying to uh, elevate. Well, definitely, man. Well, I'll tell you what. If my ass was in Michigan, I would be at the Ford Community Arts Center at 15801 Michigan Avenue, Dearborn, Michigan, uh, you definitely want to be there live tonight in Dearborn, Michigan to see War of the Worlds. And speaking of my ass, my ass got to pay some bills. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more of the Happy Hour and Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. 
And what what do the listeners of the happy hour get, Deuce? Put in happy hour in the promo box, and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. I'm Johnny. Got my main man Deuce. What's going on, brother? And of course, we have the amazingly talented. He's also he's from Ring of Honor, but he's also a coach at the uh, all famous uh, uh, Monster Factory in New Jersey. Correct? Yep, Baltimore, New Jersey, the world famous. World famous. World, world famous. You better get Excuse it right. Me. You better put some respect that, on its name. The Messiah Payne's <laughs> gonna lay a smackdown on me. I better be careful. Uh, uh, but no, you you kind of talked about the Monster Factory. We glazed a little bit over that, but that that is world famous. I mean, there's so many amazing people that have come out of that factory, that that uh, school. Uh, can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, when I joined, it, it was basically because of his track record. You know, when a buddy of mine told me, he was like, hey, let's get into wrestling. I found the school, and I was like, all right, but like, who, who you know, what 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 makes them good? And then he was like, started naming off people that trained there, you know, the headbangers, Raven, Bam, King Kong Bundy, and uh, the Godfather. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm good. Tatanka and all these guys, I was like, yeah, let's go. Um, and then, you know, I got to work with Sheamus back in the day there. Uh, now we got guys in NXT, ROH, Evolve, you know, so it's, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, and now I get to help the younger guys, you know. The, the Danny Cage, the owner, gave me a platform to help coach and train to give back a little bit, and I, I love it, actually. And it's made me a better wrestler um, just coaching because if I'm preaching it, i got to be able to do it. Um, and then just explaining things, you see things differently, and everything is not just – and I just see things clearer. And it makes it a little easier for me in the ring now. So I've definitely, as much as I've, I think I've helped others, they've helped me too. Um, but yeah, I love it, and uh, I'm there every week at the Monster Factory as as long as I'm not on the road with Ring of Honor or anything. Well, I think you hit a nail on the head right there. Like when you take off the wrestling hat and you put on the teacher hat, I think you're looking at things from a different perspective and with a new set of eyes. So I could totally see that. Like you're looking at the business from a different angle at that point. You're not like looking at it like, okay, these are the things I want to do tonight. This is what I want to do. It's more like, okay, I'm going to teach these guys these moves and we're going to learn from each other. And that's got to be a new perspective for you, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and that's what it came down to. Um, and, it, and it wasn't even just moves. It was everything in between and the reasoning and, and why are we? Why do we work this way? Why do we stand this way? Why do we look this way? You know, and, and identif- making people identify with what you do. So it's given me like a whole nother way of looking at the business as a whole and uh so as i've gotten better i think i've like i said as much as i've helped others i think i've learned a lot more and it's got to help with the ring psychology too aspect because when you're in there and you're you're teaching other guys especially younger guys you got to teach them about telling the story because that's the thing that's what makes pro wrestling pro wrestling i mean you anybody can go out there and do a bunch of moves and have a match but if you're not telling a story with that match where there's a beginning a middle and an end and there's you know a good guy and a bad guy then you you know if you're not doing that then you're not doing it right if that makes any sense of course and it has to be like i said relatable to a fan a fan is not going to know what a 450 feels like you know most people aren't just doing that in the street and you know in a real fight you know uh yeah. but you know when you could express everything else with the emotion everybody understands being mad everybody understands feeling pain so if we could you know a lot of guys forget that art nowadays, you know, where's the in-between stuff that still matters um, because there's not a shortage of guys that could do moves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, the athleticism that guys have today is just off the charts. So it's but it's what separates everybody. It's how you act in between. And that's what I mean with the ROH where from top to bottom, everybody's different everybody's emotion is different and that's what makes and breaks matches you know and in ROH I think that's just everybody is firing on all cylinders when it comes to the emotional part not just the moves the moves of course that comes along with the product but what can we do in between and I think ROH uh, 
still does a better job than most, if not all places. I agree. And also one thing to note too, for, you know, the casual fans that are kind of getting into watching more wrestling, it's like, you have to know about your ring awareness too. You have to know how to protect yourself and to protect the person that's with you in the ring too, because that's very important. And learning the psychology, how you sell yourself to others, because some things you may do, you stand that extra second after you hit somebody with a forearm shot, you're just looking down at them, you know, with that face. That just tells a picture, like, hey, I'm I I want people to believe me as a person and what I'm doing and the impact that I'm making, literally and figuratively, on on you as an audience member and the person in the ring. And it's it's a whole, I mean, it's a whole psychology behind it, like Dude said earlier. And it, it, for me, as a you know, as a fan that's been watching for thirty plus years, I love stuff like that. Like when you came into the ring uh, for the fifteenth anniversary, and I saw like everything went pitch black, and then you came up, and then you had your screen behind you, and then you had that look on your face, like, oh my gosh, this this guy is intense. Yeah, he's shit's ready. about to get real. He's about to fight somebody, yeah. kick somebody's butt. You know what I mean? Like this. I mean, you already started a. Like a char- you know, your character, your you know, model of who you are. You already you be- you came through that, came through that Titantron, and you were just like, you know, just tell a story before you even went into the ring. And I think that's very important, you know, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, the whole business is is just defining yourself as your character as well. It, and he hit the nail on the head when you came out. You we already knew who your character was, and you already started telling a story by minute one, light, second one when the lights hit you. Like we were like. This guy's a badass, and he's ready to go. Like, he's ready just to whoop some ass. And I, I think that's something that, you know, sometimes wrestlers lose. But, I mean, you had it in spades, and you had personality without getting on a mic, without saying one word. Because I, I, I don't think until after the match you said one word that night at, at Supercard of Honor. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, uh, you, you could, the way you composed yourself, the way yeah. you walked into the ring, I mean, it was it was all business. And you knew you, you the confidence that you exuded was... I mean, it. We could feel it in the in the audience. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, that's something that uh, I take pride in, I guess, because I completely morph myself into the zone. When before I come out of a match, I usually hang back by myself in a corner, and and I start, you know, doing these things that I do before a match, uh, just pumping myself up and getting in the moment, and uh, pretty much like I used to fight you know, uh, in martial arts. So now, so before a fight, I would have to get myself in a certain attitude and mood. And I kind of do that now, but I, but obviously a lot worse because now I'm getting into a character too. So before I come out, I would completely get in the zone. And when I'm out there, it's not me acting. That is who I am at that moment, you know? And, uh, like I, like I said, I pretty much morph into that person opposed to me just pretending. So I think it comes off pretty natural because I, that's really how I would be acting in that moment, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, I would not want to be on the other end of that stare and the other end of that look, and I would hate to be your opponent tonight live at the Ford Community Arts Center in Dearborn, Michigan, because that guy's in for the fight of his life. Yep. I mean, he's he's one, he's one of the best because, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, has really grown a lot in the last, you know, I'd say the last five to eight years and you, know, you have Okada you have uh, uh, Takahashi and Tanahashi and you have all these amazing people and even uh, is it Hiroku uh, Goto he's he was another person you you fought with as well I mean there's a lot of amazing talent in New Japan and and the fact that you know we're getting this might be the first time people at Ring of Honor get to witness you know and this might be the first time a fan gets to witness you know the this awesome match if you're going to have against uh, someone from New Japan. So that's got to be an exciting moment for the Ring of Honor fans as well. I mean, I hope so. And uh, that's the plan is to give them something special. You know, when they look back, I, I, I would hope that people feel as though, oh, thank God I saw that match. You know, and that's the goal. And I think, that, like I said, that's everybody's goal. Uh, but yeah, New Japan, top to bottom, they don't have bad talent. Like, you don't see bad guys come out of there, you know, and they're all awesome. They're all, um, and they're all professional. It's um, like the, the way they are, the way they act, everything about them, their culture. I mean, it, they're on point. And it's, so it's, it's good competition because it's, you know, you got to bring your best. There is no in between here. Well, I've got to say, as me being a new fan of Ring of Honor and definitely being a super new fan of New Japan, I'm excited about Friday night live at the pay-per-view, which is going to be coming from the Hammerstein Ballroom live on pay-per-view this Friday night. 
Um, just seeing all the talent live, um, you know, I'll be at home watching on TV, on pay-per-view, of course, but still seeing it for the first time and seeing these matches happen live, for me it's going to be really exciting because I've never seen really anything of New Japan live before. So, like, I'm super pumped and super excited for it just because it's, to me, it's something totally new. It's like, hey, here's here's a brand new flavor of ice cream you've never tried before, and it's like I'm I'm just pumped. Yeah, and it's going to be at the Hammerstein Ballroom, which in itself is like a historic wrestling building, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a tre- tremendous honor for me, and it's in my backyard. Um, uh, here you go. Uh, information that most people don't know. I used to bartend at the Hammerstein Ballroom years ago. Really? So, yeah. So it's now to when I every time I go into that building now as a performer, it's kind of cool because I used to be on the other side. And whenever that Ring of Honor would hold events at the Hammerstein, I used to uh, I used to hate having to work those events because <laughs> I wanted to be on the other side. So I used to always like take off work and not go just because it would make me feel horrible to be on the other side and not be a part of the show. So I would actually avoid working Ring of Honor events at the Hammerstein. So now it's kind of cool going back in the building. And like I said, this is my backyard. I was born in New York City. So it's awesome. Well, it's got to be a homecoming of sorts for you to come back to the Hammerstein Ballroom where you used to work and now being, like you said, on the other side of that barricade and being in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's I guess I don't want to say a dream come true, but it's definitely up there with uh, moments in my life that are, that are special and that I'm looking forward to because I know how much it's going to mean to me when it's over. Um, and the last time we were there, I was a part of a battle Royal, which was awesome, but this is different. You know what I mean? This is live pay-per-view. Um, the feeling's going to be different. Um, and like, and like you said, with the, you know, new Japan guys in, uh, the atmosphere is going to be so into, so amazing. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because I know it's going to be something I'm always going to cherish and remember. Absolutely. And this is also a great moment for Ring of Honor fans throughout different locations because this is the World of War. Like It's like a little tour that Ring of Honor is going on right now. You have uh, is it Toronto, and then you have Dearborn, and then you have New York, and then Philly, right? So they're like in yep. different locations. So if Ring of Honor fans are getting to enjoy the amazing experience of seeing Ring of Honor live in different areas. And that's just really awesome to be able to put the spotlight on Ring of Honor during these these four events. Yeah, um, and every year it's grown where, you know, the year one that they did this, it was only uh, one show, then it was two shows, and last year was three, and here we go with four. Um, and it's it's really awesome to be a part of it, and uh, and this sh- this is going to be our biggest tour, War of the Worlds tour ever, so it's awesome to be a part of that. And, like, yeah, and then being in my backyard, and then Philly as well, uh, which is where I debuted. It's just awesome all to, all around. Well, Deuce and I, we, we love wrestling. We could talk about wrestling for days, but one yeah. thing we wanted to find out a little bit about you is, like, uh, what are some of your other passions, some of your other hobbies that you like to do? Um, now, <laughs> I, I like going to movies. I like seeing a lot of movies. Like, I love all the Marvel stuff, um, but I'm a big movie guy. I like just, you know, watching movies. Um, TV shows as well, but not as much. I'm a big movie guy and, you know, I'm a, I'm a big sports guy. So I'll watch football, basketball, baseball. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm into like normal stuff, I guess. (laughs) Well, what's your favorite baseball team? Like what's the team you root for? I'm from the Bronx, so I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, I kind of figured that was happening. I didn't think it was going to be the Mets. My money was on the Yankees because it had to be one of the two. And it makes sense, you know, evil empire. It just it just <laughs> makes sense for me, you know. Well, and usually, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but so if you're a Mets fan, you're a Jets fan. If you're a Yankees fan, you're a Giants fan. Right. I don't do the Ets. Jets, Mets, Nets. I don't do any of those. I don't do the <laughs> None of those. It's only Yankees, Knicks, and uh, the Giants. There you go. Yeah, there you go. But you're killing it with the judge, by the way. That dude is the truth, man. Yeah, man. Uh he came in, and I, man, you can look at some players, and you know they're going to be good just by their stance um, and his swing. And I, like, I was like, wow, this guy's going to be a star because he had that A Rod style like swing, and you know he's young, he's strong, um, and he they brought him in the right way. They didn't rush him. They took their time with him. They could have brought him up last year, but they decided to wait an extra year just so he could get more experience. 
I mean, he he was molded the right way, and now he's showing off that he can go, and I, I he's going to be a huge star. I think it's the same thing because uh, we talk about the AL East division, how stacked that division is. It's always like every year, who's going to be winning? It's every year, it's a different team, and also I feel the same th- the same way. I'm an Orioles fan, actually. I'm not from Baltimore, but just been a big fan. And the same thing they've done with Manny Machado is the same way. Like they brought him up right. You know, he's one of the, uh, arguably one of the best third basemen in the game right now, one of the best arms. Uh, and they did the same thing with him. They kind of slowly integrated him into the system, and, and he's he's killing it every year. So it's awesome to see these young guys, you know, that are hitting the ball farther, throwing faster, running faster. I mean, they're just breaking records every year, and it's just amazing to see. You know, they. I was reading a thing online the other day about how, like, we're as – as human beings, we're only getting taller. We're only getting stronger. We're only getting faster. The average height in America back in 1938 was five foot seven. Now it's five foot ten. They're saying in the next five years it'll be almost six feet tall. That's crazy to think. Yeah, that's the average height. That's the average height. Like uh, it's just we're we're you know we're only getting better physically as uh, humans, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and as far as like the at least, yeah, man, the competition in that division is always crazy. But like. Like you said, like with all these young guys being brought in the right way, but it's just a, you know it's the next generation. I mean, in '96 it was the same deal when Jeter and all these guys came through. Um, it was the same thing. You had a lot of the all the players that that were always looked up to throughout the '80s and early '90s. They were kind of fading out, and uh, then it was all like, oh, this all this youth movement, and then now now today those guys are the guys fading out, and now we're having another youth movement. It's just the next generation of guys. That's that's all that's happening. So we're just getting to see them all, you know, from the get-go. Uh, and eventually there'll be the guys that, you know, move to the side, and then there'll be another influx of guys. But uh, but it's, it's always exciting when you see it at the beginning, you know? Yeah, and what a hot start New York and Baltimore has had so far this year. Yeah. They've, they're both – I think New York is only a half a game ahead of Baltimore. Both teams have over 20 wins already. Like, it's it's – the the East in general is doing really well, but like just that's I think that's what's going to be the battle. For, I mean, from what I've seen, I, I, obviously it's pretty early in the season, but also you're super duper biased because you're an Orioles. But fan. I do understand the Yankees are hitting on all cylinders, and they beat us in the last series two out of three games. So I mean, Yankees have it strong, but even with pitching, is very underrated. But I think between those two, so far of what I've seen, that's going to be the battle for the AL East. I mean, they both teams are just killing it right now. Yeah, yeah, um, and that, that's always the problem with the East is that. And it's surprising that they both have over 20 wins this early because usually the AL East, because they go, they trade wins and losses so much that it it always seems like the AL East win record loss is always weaker than the rest of the the, the the league. But it's not. It's just that we're just having to play each other all the time. If you put Baltimore on, you know, put them on the West Coast division, it it would annihilate, you know. But because they're all in the same division, it always looks that way. You know, but I always said like some of these teams that if you to have like you know these incredible seasons, so like yeah, but look at the division they're in. Put them in the East Division, they would have fifteen, ten to fifteen wins less. <laughs> you know, so it, so it's always a battle, like you said, but it always makes it for better, uh, some better story, and it's, it's more entertaining to me. You know, it's funny we we talk about baseball and sports. Well, I, I think it's interesting. We can kind of equate that to professional wrestling. I think you talk about you know training the young guys and bring them up, and you know you you look at some of these amazing people that we're getting to see in like Ring of Honor. Like I've only got I, I think some of the people have only got to see him a few times, but Leo Rush is a fantastic talent. That, that dude that dude can work in the ring. You get people from overseas, and you, you people were like uh, like I said earlier, Will Ospreay. You've got, I mean, Jay Lethal. I mean, he did some stuff in New Japan as well as in Ring of Honor. And, like, you have people like Chris Saban, all these people that are kind of like they've been around the world literally, and to bring them all together under one umbrella is just amazing. And I think that's what Ring of Honor does right is they bring the people in, they give them time to develop, which is very important, a little bit of a slow burn. That way you're like, all right, I get to take time to work on my craft, work on my in-ring seat, because every business does it a little bit differently and just see how Ring of Honor does it and to be able to kind of mold. And I, I love, for example, when I saw Jay Lethal, he had like that T-shirt when he's going against Cody uh, at the uh, Supercard of Honor, like property of Ring of Honor. Like he is so right. infused with that Ring of Honor DNA now. Like, I mean – it's just you so forgot awesome. Forgot that he maybe worked for another organization. Right, you forget because like, he's know, so like, into Ring of Honor now. Yeah, like, like that's he it. loves Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is like where he 
that's like his is is it's in his blood now it's in his dna and like i love seeing that and i love seeing guys from other organizations that come over and it's like they kick it into a fifth gear you never even knew they had before once they get to ring of honor and i think it's like you said before ring of honor makes you step your game up you're getting in the ring with the best of the best from the entire world not just the best from the united states the best from the entire world and when you're on a platform like that and a card like that that is so stacked you have to step your game up or you're gonna get lost in the shuffle somewhere yeah 100 percent um and lethal he's like yeah he's the pack leader he's the man here um but and yeah he has ingrained that he is ring of honor like and if you come in as an outsider you know you want to make it like if you were a big star you almost got to go through him so to speak uh so yeah he's definitely yeah he's the man uh and that's somebody who i that's one of my dream you know opponents that, that hopefully we could get to work and have you know I like to not just have one match with him. I like to go at it with him, you know, multiple times. That's he's just somebody I've, I've looked up to for a while. Just watching him work, he's so smooth. Uh, he is amazing. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely by far he's the guy that everybody kind of goes to if you need direction here, you need good advice, and you just want to trust one person. He's the guy that you're gonna turn to. Well, I, I equate it to basketball. Usually. Every team has one Michael Jordan on their team. Ring of Honor has so many Michael Jordans. It's it's crazy because you have you have Frankie Kazarian. You I mean you have uh, Chris Daniels. I mean Chris Saban. All these other people that have like worked around the world and they're all together. And it it blows my mind the fact that we're you know 2017. We're getting such amazing diverse competition. And just the the fans have grown so much. Also, you got to wonder too. Like we talked about social media earlier, how much of a positive inf- uh, impact that has had on the industry. Yeah, uh, it's not like it used to be. You know, there's different ways to market yourself because you know the whole saying you're your own brand. But back in the day, it was like, how do you go about branding? You just got to wrestle. You know, but now it's not just wrestling. You could make a fan base just on social media. And then have them invest their time and money into you, depending where you work, uh, because they, you know, you've earned followers. Um, because this is another form to get your point across, to get your entertainment across. So yeah, social media has 100% helped, uh, and it, it it is very big part of the business nowadays. Well, and I think it's through avenues like us, like podcast and Twitter and things like that. Like people build a brand, and it gets to be the part where, like you just said. You're your own brand, so it's not. We're not following a wrestling organization. We're following that wrestler, and we're seeing where he goes. If he goes to Ring of Honor, if he goes to New Japan, if he goes to CMLL, we're gonna follow that guy because we like that guy. And I think avenues like ones that that we have, like podcasts, where we can open up and have people like you, which we're honored to have on our show, come and talk to us. And then also, you know, on Twitter, and there there's a lot more avenues now than there used to be during the big attitude era wrestling boom of the 90s like there's the internet there's so many more well, ways ha- to reach with, your fans with hashtags you know for example ring of honor does a really good job of saying hey if you want to tweet about us hashtag roh live or roh tv you know or whatever the pay-per-view is they do a really good job of uh you know promoting the twitter so people can fi- because that's what's so great about hashtags all of a sudden someone could type in punishment martinez or the the um uh, Messiah of Pain or whatever, and all of a sudden they can click and find you, and then they see what you're doing and see what you've been doing, and the fans interact with you, and it's this whole like cyclical effect where you know it helps everybody out, and I think that's what's so great. And also, it's like with with Twitter, you're like it's it's instant. Like people will immediately when your pay per view or your match is over, people will be talking about it, and you have instant reaction, instant feedback. Right now, the fans don't just get the live. Uh only seeing the wrestling live as far as their participation now they feel like they're a part of the product outside of it from their homes you know they could be a part and they could they feel like they're a part of the show or part of your life because they can they have another avenue to interact so yeah social media is is, is a whole it made the i mean it's made everything but just speaking professional wrestling it's changed the game big time and how do people find you on twitter uh at roh punishment it's the same as my instagram yeah uh so, yeah, <laughs> at ROH Punishment. Um, you can find me uh, on social media. 
Um, and then anything else, you just go to, to the Ring of Honors or the Ring of Honor website for any information as far as upcoming shows, where we're going to be, video, uh, video on demands, and uh, any live events. Well, I, I had two questions for you, and these might be the only two questions where we get the infamous pass. One is, are you allowed to say what you're doing Friday night for the pay-per-view? I don't know when I'm doing Friday night. <laughs> well, I know you're not so. on the main advertised card, but I mean, if you've got a talent like you in your back pocket, I would be silly as ROH not to have you doing something that night. No, I'm on the show. I just don't know exactly, and and it's mainly because I haven't gone out of my way to find out. I'm sure I can. <laughs> I just have to say, I just have to ask. But I'm happy to be there, man. Like, give me whoever. Yeah, I don't need to. Uh, get all up in my own head i'd rather not know and then show up and like this is what you're doing all right i'm gonna go kill that this person tonight yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that that actually we call that the deuce approach which means do no research or homework and then show up and then just figure yeah. out what you're doing we call that the deuce because that's me i just show up and i'm like what am i doing okay i'm your dancing monkey i'll do what you tell me to so uh, I could I could totally get that, but also I think like we hit on earlier, you're in the Hammerstein Ballroom. That's like a holy church when it comes to wrestling. I mean that there has been so many amazing matches in that building, and it, you know that because you used to work in that building. Some that I mean, just being on a card in that building that that's got to be an honor. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, first Raw. You know, ECW One Night Stand. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's awesome, you know, and uh, like I said, being that it's world-to-world pay-per-view, um, it's insane, and I'm going to be a, a, a part of it, and I, as far as I know, a big part of it, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting. Well, it's going to be awesome, and here's the second question. When are we going to get our Punishment Martina merch, man? I don't know, man. Uh <laughs> If, I'm, I'm sure it's coming soon. I'm sure it's um, coming soon, and we hope the powers that be listen to this because here at the Happy Hour, Johnny, we want, Deuce, we want some, we want some punishment, Martina merch. We sure do, man. We, we are all about it because trust me, I have been on a merch train lately with ROH. So, like I said, man, I'm rabid now. Now that you got me and you got the hooks in me deep and super caught to honor, like. I'm looking where to find the merch. I'm looking, you know, when's the next pay per view? When's Liter the next live? Event? Literally, like when we got out of Supercar of Honor. Uh, He's like, all right, we're we're ha we're gonna go to the next pay per view. We're gonna find a way to watch it, and yeah. I'm like, awesome. So he's like, we now we're having a viewing party at his house. Yeah, it's so awesome. With, with a lot of the uh, happy hour with Johnny and Deuce fans, they're all coming to the house, and we're getting food and everything. Like it's just it's gonna be a party. And we're and we're bringing fans too that uh, that are new to this. that are new to yeah. Ring of Honor. So I think what's so cool about it is like when someone sees Ring of Honor live, or sees Ring of Honor on, on TV or on pay per view, they it's like. Oh, I got to tell my friends about it, and then they tell their friends about it, and then they tell. It's really amazing how organic uh, Ring of Honor has grown throughout the last yeah. decade. It's, it's it, to use a, a religion analogy. It's like once you've been baptized in Ring of Honor, you want to baptize as many other people as you can find. Amen, like, brother. You, you want to preach that gospel to everybody yep. that'll listen. Yep. Yeah, man, I hear that and see it all the time. Like, I'll give you an example: Lakeland for SuperCard. Uh, that place was packed, but it wasn't just regular Ring of Honor fans. It was people that were in the area, knew Ring of Honor was having a show, so thought, hey, let's go check it out. We have nothing today. And then all of a sudden, all we hear is, we're hooked, we're hooked, we're hooked. This was awesome. We didn't, this is not what we expected. You know, so, and that is what, I mean, that is how Ring of Honor keeps growing. It's not just, you know, fans tuning in to see one particular wrestler. They just see a show, and then they're hooked on the product. And then they generate what wrestlers they want to keep following from the product you know um so of course bringing in guys like cody you know and new japan guys and whatnot you know they're going to bring their own fan base but now they're watching the entire product and now they're, they're being hooked so when you know let's say the cody's and the new japan guys aren't around all the time uh they don't change the channel they don't leave you know the fans are still hooked because they appreciate what everybody does you know Agreed. Yeah, and I think that's what's amazing about the product is, you know, you get new fans, and once you watch, you're hooked. Because, like I said, as soon as we were done with Supercard Honor, I'm like, we're getting the next pay-per-view at the house. The next time Ring of Honor comes to Lakeland Center, we're going, and we're getting even better seats than we got this time because it's like I want to even be closer to the action because we just – it was amazing. We had an amazing night. It was so much fun. That was hands down the best wrestling show I've ever seen live. 
And like I said, awesome. I'm going to preach the gospel ROH as far as as wide yep. as my podcast will take us yep. because I want everybody to get on this train because it's awesome. Yep. Man, I'm glad you uh, and you enjoyed it that much. And that's because that's what we hope for, you know, to leave those impressions on people. You know, if not, you know, we got to really evaluate, reevaluate what we're doing if we're doing it right. You know, so but that's our goal right there is to leave that impression on people. You know, as pro wrestlers, and I've said this before, you, you could talk about making money. You could, you could talk about, you know, what comes with the fame of being on TV. But realistically, what we want to do is be remembered and leave an impression on this business. So if we if we could do that as a whole for people like you, then, you know, we know that we're going to do it on a, on, a, on a larger scale. So then more and more people get into what we're doing. So we're on the right track of accomplishing those goals, you know. Well, you definitely hit hit all the right buttons, and we're on the right track in Lakeland. Because, like I said, as soon as I saw that show, like as soon as Johnny were leaving, I was grabbing him by the shoulder. I'm like, "Bro, like I gotta have more of this. Like this is the best thing ever." So, like I loved every bit of it, and I marked out so hard. And it was something that, and I'm I'm gonna throw him under the bus. WWE has not been doing for me. They're not scratching the itch, but man, alive, ROH scratches all of the itch. And what I love with you guys is it's so nice that it's one hour of TV every week. It's bite-sized. It's easy for my schedule because I watch you guys show now. Literally, as soon as I got home, I found the channel. The ROH is on. I set my DVR box to record it every week, and now every week I'm watching the show. And it's perfect. It's an hour. It's easy to do because I've got a super busy schedule with the show and life and everything else. Like, And it's awesome. It's awesome wrestling. It's probably the best 45 minutes of TV I watch every week. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's not hyperbole. He's really like, the, I mean, he's like texting me. Yeah, he, he had to like calm me down. Like he, <laughs> he had to talk me down a little bit. He's like, bro, bro, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. Like, yeah. cause, like I was literally, I was geeking out when I left. Like I was so happy just because it was, it, the show is amazing. And, it, and it's awesome when you find this new thing that you love and then you can share it with other people. Because yep. like we've got people coming to, the party on Friday for the pay-per-view, which you guys need to order live on pay-per-view this Friday night that aren't ROH fans, that are wrestling fans. And I said, trust me, just trust me. Come, we're going to have a bunch of food. We're going to have some cold beers. We're going to have a good time. Just come and watch the show. And if you leave and you don't like it, you don't ever have to come back to another one again. But I can tell you what, nobody's going to do that because every single one of them is going to be as hooked as I am. Yep. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like I said, that's our goal. So, good stuff. Um, yeah, it's Friday night. I mean, at the, every show, like last weekend, this past weekend in Toronto, the show was outstanding. The fans were awesome. There was about 1,400 people uh, at this arena. And uh, again, top to bottom, killed it. Yeah. The main event was insane with the Bucks and Omega, you know, as you could imagine. Uh, but Top to bottom, the entire card was awesome. Every match was good. The crowd was nuts. Um, and then, you know, tonight we plan on doing the same thing. Uh, and Friday night, we'll go at it again. You know, and we try to top every night. And that's and it makes it more fun because, like, how can we top that? So, and then we cap off with the TV tapings in Philly, uh, which should be, uh, you know, at the arena. So that's always a good time, especially when we got guys like Bully and stuff on the roster now. So it – it almost makes it a little bit more meaningful. So you got you got the ECW nostalgia. You got ROH, which was where pretty much the takeover of ECW when they left that void. And you got the New Japan guys in. Uh, it's going to be so exciting. This this whole tour was is just amazing. Well, it's phenomenal. It's like you just said, and something that I told Johnny. I said to me, ROH is a new ECW because once ECW folded. There was this huge wrestling void, at least for me personally, where I felt like nobody was doing things like ECW was doing. But I think that torch has been passed on to ROH. And knowing that, you know, you're doing the show in Philly at the old ECW arena, that's amazing because that's another hollow ground when it comes to pro wrestling. Like, that is an amazing building. So many amazing matches have been there, and you're doing your TV tapings for ROH Live there, which, by the way, guys, you need to go to ringofhonorwrestling.com and I know that you can find out on the website like what channel closest to you airs the show. 
because you need to watch it because, man, the wrestling on that show is phenomenal. It's the best wrestling you're going to see every week. It's bite-sized because it's only like an hour. So, you know, right. without commercials, it's like 45, 50 minutes. And it's it's a great show top to bottom, and it, it'll scratch an itch that you wrestling fans I know have that isn't getting scratched other places. And man, that's going to be a phenomenal night for you as well, my man. I, I feel it. I feel it in my bones, man. You're going to have a good night. You're going to have a good, like, next three nights because I'm telling you what, right now in Dearborn, Michigan, you're going to whoop some ass and take some names. I feel it. I feel it. And then Friday night, hopefully we see you live on pay-per-view, which you definitely need to order. And then you're going to be killing it in Philly on Sunday, man, on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, yeah, it's going to be exciting. And what's cool is, like, you mentioned the TV to find a station. Like, and, and if it doesn't air in your area, all you have to do is download the Fight app for free, yeah. and they show it on Mondays for free every Monday. So there's always there's a way to watch Ring of Honor. Uh, I, I think maybe not enough people know that it's so easily available. Um, I think most people think it's hard, but it's really not. It's very easily available. And then on the Ring of Honor website, they show, you know, every week they update it with a new episode for free. So um, there's different ways to watch it. But, yeah, obviously you want to watch it on TV. It's the, you know, it's the best for you. Um, uh, but, yeah, this whole week, like you, you mentioned, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Continued, uh, you know, just working my butt off to, uh, you know, earn better opportunities. You know, I'm looking forward to what's happening right now with the company, the direction it's going with. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm just looking forward to everything that comes along with it. Um, right now, coming off of Hopkins, uh, the guy that I'm looking forward to, hopefully that I'm going to get my hands on again, is Jay White. Um, snuck one by me, but uh, sent him a little message after the match so that uh, let him know that I'm still going to be around. Um, but So that's somebody I'm looking forward to really, hopefully soon, locking horn, you know, locking up with again. Well, man, we can't wait for you to lock horns with them again. You've had amazing matches. Uh, if you guys are in Dearborn, Michigan, you need to go. You need to check out the show live tonight. It's at the Ford. Let me double check one more time. It is at the Ford Community Arts Center at 15801 Michigan Avenue in Dearborn, Michigan. Trust me, brother. If I was anywhere near Michigan, that's where my ass would be. Too bad we live in Florida. But we are going to be watching live on pay-per-view War of the Worlds, New Japan, ROH. The card is stacked. The card is amazing. We hope we get to see you yourself live on pay-per-view. We can't wait for it. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a huge party. And uh, you don't want to miss it live on pay-per-view this Saturday night. Or this Friday night, excuse me. Friday night, yeah, that's it. And uh, Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. This is uh, awesome. Awesome. And one more time, how can people find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me on my Twitter or Instagram, but they're both the same handle at ROH Punishment, you know, or search uh, Damian Martinez, my name. Um, this is the easiest way to find me on social media. If not, just go to the Ring of Honor website, ROHWrestling.com, and you can keep up with all future shows and content. Awesome. We really, really appreciate taking time out of your busy yes, schedule thank to you join so, us. So, so much. It's been an honor and a privilege. And if any of the other boys uh, want to come place to a cool place to come hang out, tell them to come to Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We'll interview anybody and everybody. And we'd love to promote you guys, promote your shows, promote your merch, because I know that's a good way you guys make money. And uh, we're yeah. here for you, man. Yep. We're, that's exactly what we're here for, because we're fans. We're, we're super marks. We'll just be the first one to admit it. But, uh, you know, we yeah. love helping you guys out. And I think ways like this with, you know, podcasts and things like that so people get to learn more about you is a great way to do it so any of the guys that want to come on the show you just you send them our information we'll be more than happy to do it we'll pass the word around it was a good time appreciate it guys awesome punishment martinez have a fantastic time tonight in dearborn michigan and we were rooting for you thanks guys talk to you soon all, all right, right have a good night man well that was our amazing interview with punishment martinez and like i said and i want to say it one more time they're going to be live tonight in dearborn michigan and that is going to be at the the ford community arts center 1580 michigan avenue dearborn michigan if you're there tonight it starts at 7 30 you don't want to miss it and of course friday night live on pay-per-view at nine o'clock 
is going to be the Ring of Honor World of Worlds. New York. New York, yep. live from the Hammerstein Ballroom, the ROH New Japan pay-per-view. It's going to be awesome. We're having a happy hour watch party. You don't want to miss it, and you want to check it out, and you can get it on video on demand. You can get it on internet pay-per-view, and you can get it from a lot of your local pay-per-view providers. So you want to check that out. How do people find us on the internet, Deuce? How you can find us is you can find us on Twitter at HHPod at HH Podcast Show. Also, you can find us at HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. Also, at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And of course, when you were talking about the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, you don't want there's one, two, three hashtags, just like the one, two, three count and wrestling yep. that you want to put in there. It's hashtag happy, happy hour, hour podcast, podcast, hashtag HH, HH podcast, podcast show, and hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the, the loose. loose. Later. See ya.